You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. Welcome to the Job Forum. Job Forum. My name is Mana Azizultani and I am a PhD student at the Hera College of Hospitality here at UNLV. On this show, we discuss the journey through college and into the workforce with recent graduates of different disciplines. Welcome to the Job Forum. All right, guys, let's get this party started. So today I'm here with Scott Barr, who is a producing insurance broker. Um, he actually is one of the first, uh, the first, right, graduate yep. of the uh, UNLV insurance classes, I guess, and uh, is always looking for ways to give back to UNLV. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mon. I appreciate it. So do you want to give a little introduction of yourself first? Yeah, so I just graduated. It feels like a long time ago, but it was really just in 2018, so about almost five years ago, um, from the finance department. Um, graduated with a degree in finance and a minor in corporate risk management and insurance, and that's kind of where I started my career, if you will. Yeah, so do you want to talk about how you found your way into insurance? Yeah, I've always kind of – I've been in the business world a long time. Uh, my dad it runs a business management firm out in L.A., and so just – being, you know, his son, you kind of automatically get associated with right. that that field. Um, but I, I just decided, you know, I'll be a finance major, kind of go this generic route. And then I actually met Chris Utterback, who is the, you know, adjunct professor and head of that program here. And we met and I was like, this is really interesting. Uh, I'll give it a go. And, you know, two, two years in, I was like, this is actually a really cool field. And not a lot of kids want to do insurance. That's not really what you look forward to when you're a kid, but uh, went ahead and did it and went straight into it when I graduated. And so far it's been uh, an amazing ride. Not the sexiest industry, as they say. Definitely not. It's super antiquated. And there's at times a lot of friction there with like older, you know, retiring professionals versus like, a, you know, a younger professional who's up and coming. Totally. There's a lot of differences there, but I think that's what kind of is cool because there's a lot of knowledge that's going to be lost. And so a lot of those professionals are actually really excited to teach people like myself who are a student of the game and want to really grow and learn and kind of take that, I guess, be that perpetuation plan, if you will. Totally. Yeah. I definitely talked about that with Mina, who I had on in like, I think my first episode. And um, so we'll get there. I, I want to talk about that for sure. But right now I want to, while we're still in like the college part, I want to talk about like, what was your experience in the program, like learning about insurance and kind of how did that go? Yeah. So I, I'm not an academic person. I never really, you know, was into school, even growing up. I always did okay just because I was, you know, somewhat smart, but I didn't, never was really interested in- Somewhat smart. Somewhat smart. Enough to get through college, I guess. This is the best you can do. But when I got to UNLV, it was nice because obviously in college, you can kind of focus your area of what you want to learn a little bit more. Um, and once I got to the higher level, you know, sophomore year and junior senior year, I was able to really, really focus in on what I wanted. And the insurance classes that I took were just so much more relevant than a lot of the coursework, like geology or something where I'm not as interested. It's still interesting, but it's a totally different aspect to learning. You just are way more engaged and you can enjoy it a little bit more. You know, it's funny that you say that because that's like what I think the biggest not issue per se, but like that was like my biggest downfall in college is that like I lost interest in so many of those like intro classes that were not relevant to what I really cared about studying. Right. So I don't know. But so those classes that were insurance classes, what, what were they like? So they're very, they're not like your traditional finance courses. They're high, they're the, um, 
the high level, like 300, 400 level finance courses, but they're really geared toward actually what you would want, which is real life professional experience. So one of the classes I took was a, it's called, I think it was 323X. And it was basically like, you go in and they actually teach you about the, the night class, right? Yes. Yeah. The night. Oh, very late. <laughs> so I didn't have classes all day till that class, but you go in and they just teach you about the career opportunities within insurance. We do mock interviews. We would go to fancy dinners where you actually learn how to network. Um, some of the grades that you had were actually predicated on how many networking relationships you had. So very hands-on, very real. It kind of got a lot of that pressure out of the way. Um, before we even got to the real networking or cold calling space. Um, and it, you didn't really have to have a sales focus, but it was cool to just to be in that environment and feel the pressure, be uncomfortable and get outside that comfort zone so you could really be prepared for whatever you wanted to do, at least when you got out. Yeah, I think that – so one of the things I've heard on the podcast over and over again now is that like school teaches you certain things that aren't necessarily relevant for – getting the job later or being successful in the job later just teaches you how to learn, right? Um, and I think that Chris Utterback's classes and the insurance classes in general at UNLV are unique in the sense that they actually do prepare you, you know? Um, so what are nece- so you learn these things that are like sort of the soft skills, right? Like you said, you mentioned networking, you mentioned interviewing. What about the hard skills? What are the hard skills that you think a student should learn? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and as a finance major, finance or accounting business in general, you kind of come into the class with various business acumen. Um, and, and really what the insurance classes do that are more like the hard skills and actual like academia if you, on like the actual insurance terminology and things of that, like that. Um, it's really just giving you an intro to the principles of risk management insurance. So you kind of just get this overview with no pre preconceived notions or biases coming into it of this is what insurance is. This is how it works. And this is what it's supposed to do. This is its function in society and, you know, so on and so forth. And then from there, that's when you kind of tie in those other classes that teach you about the opportunities. And that it gives you really just the tools to make a decision on, could this be a possible career field? And I think that that's what is super cool for me is that I was able to get a big taste as opposed to a lot of kids will go out with their finance degree, become an analyst and be working crazy hours and making maybe decent money, maybe not. And then they realize maybe it's not what they wanted or they get stuck. So I was able to really get a good feel coming out of school before I even accepted an offer anywhere, what I was, you know, what I was kind of at least interested in. So the hard skills were nice because you, when you do settle into a position at quote unquote entry level, you're actually way more ahead of the game than people who fell into it or maybe they are just learning it at 30, 40 years old after realizing another career wasn't what they wanted. So it's way more of a direct path, which is just so cool because again, when I came into the industry, I felt not smarter than anyone, but I just felt confident. I was just really confident that I had a really good foundation of those, you know, principles of risk management insurance. And that I think that was the name of the book actually, but Um, that's maybe why it's coming to my head when I think of it, but yeah, it was just so, it was so cool to have that experience. And there's definitely other classes that at UNLV that I'm sure we'll chat about, but this one was just probably one of the more hands-on and really relevant type of course loads that I've had before. Yeah. I I know that another big component of his classes are to bring in those professionals and to have the students interact with them. How important is that later? Yeah, it's, it is really nice to have like a, 
industry professional come in and actually talk to you about what the job entails and the different types of work. And Chris did a great job because he is an adjunct professor who is an industry former industry professional. So he has amazing contacts. Um, I actually go back and speak to classes now that I'm in the industry, but having all those different perspectives and different age ranges was so great to have because you go in, you sit, you can listen to them. The ones that resonate with you will and the ones that don't, don't. But at least you have a ton of perspective to really just, again, make that decision and have tools to say this is either a cool industry or I, it confirmed my original bias that I don't like insurance and I don't want to do it. So there's there's a, definitely a lot of that too. But it was really helpful for me at least. Yeah, I wanted to also ask you like you mentioned – okay, so you learn these hard skills in school, right? But for example, in accounting, for example, I know they, I know accounting because my mom is an accountant. So when you get into accounting, they're generally nice to you because they know that what you learn in school doesn't necessarily translate to the real world. Is that similar in insurance or do they kind of expect you to come in there knowing stuff already? Um, for most, insurance is an, an industry interesting industry because if you look at the job descriptions and what they require of like entry-level positions, a lot of them don't even require a college education. Really? Which is surprising to me. Yeah. In some roles they do. I'm sure if you apply at a higher level or whatnot. But I feel like I've seen a lot where they don't really require that. And it's really because it's kind of seen, I think, as that, oh, well, it's just a fallback industry or it's something you fall into after you've done construction. You typically find a lot of construction or real estate or something that people have done prior and then they fall into this industry. Um, but with accounting, obviously, you typically need a higher level of education. You need to have credentials. You need to be a CPA. You need to either be applying to be a uh, take the CPA exam or something to that effect. So there's a little bit more of like a, they're like structured maybe. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely more structured. But I think that the skills you learn in the classroom, both accounting or insurance, I think it's the same. I think there's a lot of application, but you really do need to get into the mix and see how it actually functions in real world. Because although you might know the terminology, you're never going to have the claims experience or you're never going to have the problem-solving ability that someone who's tenured in the accounting or insurance industry has. You, Any industry, really. And I thought I did when I went into the industry. <laughs> and I was rudely, you know, it was Rude really- awakening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was definitely tough to experience that, but it's humbling and you learn so much as you go through it. And it happens fast, especially if you're eager to learn. If you don't really care, you can definitely be transactional, I think, with any job. But I think it just depends on your mindset and what you're trying to do with it, whether it's traditional finance, insurance, accounting, you know, hospitality, whatever. I think anyone can just collect a paycheck and go throughout their day to day. But having that, you know, eagerness to learn is really, I think, what sets people apart. Okay. So I want to segue now into like going into the industry. But before I do, I want to ask you like, what skills should students learn while they're in college, like focus on learning to be successful later if they going into the industry, whether it's insurance or finance or, you know, the business world? Yeah, a loaded question, but yeah. a good one. Um, so typically what I would recommend for kids coming out of school is be proud of yourself that you've gotten through college because even though it's something that you maybe didn't want, there's a lot of things that someone just told you to do that maybe didn't make sense. But either way, you were able to spend the four years, listen to what the curriculum was, have that structure, and you got through it. And I think that says a lot about the college piece. Um, as far as just like skills in general – Working really hard, it, it's if you don't work hard and you don't really care that much, I know it sounds cliche to say that, but you really do have to work hard and don't ever think that you're too good for a particular task or whatnot. There's going to be come a time where 
you're obviously not going to do the lower level things, but just be humble and just go into it knowing that you might not know everything. Um, and again, I made that mistake thinking I did and was really quickly realized, quickly realized I didn't. So I'd say just be open-minded, work hard, you know, be confident in what you know, but don't, you know, know what you know, know what you don't know, I think is the best way to phrase it. Yeah. Have the right attitude basically. Exactly. And just, you know, UNLV, I love UNLV. I'm a huge advocate for UNLV. And I think- Go Rebs. Go Rebs. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that it's a great school. And I think what happens with a lot of other schools is people get a, you know, this, they're spoiled. You know, if they're part of the USC alumni network, right? you feel like almost obligated. I went to a really good school. Why shouldn't I have the top level position and be making top level money, you know, so on and so forth. But with UNLV, I feel like a lot of students like myself, you know, we weren't academics. You have to pull yourself by your bootstraps. Exactly. So we, you know, we grinded, we got through and you know, whether you did well or not, you know, you got through college. And I think that says a lot about someone. So that's the the last piece is the confidence piece, just being, knowing that you worked hard and the schooling piece, you know, once you're through it, no one's really, you know, judging you on what school you went to. I mean, I'm sure right. there's, there's some people, but, um, but yeah, those are a few of the skills. I think just being really open-minded, confident, analytical, and working hard. I think if you can do those things, you're just going to kill it. Honestly, there's just a lot of I guess people who don't do that. So it's way easier if you do do that. You shine. Be, exactly. I understand. So, okay, now I want to segue back into the industry, right? So um, we talked about earlier about how, you know, there's a gap between like the older generation and the younger generation of workers. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. So I, I we I, we read statistics all the time about it. And I think if you just like Google it, you'll see some crazy numbers. It's something I, like 50% of people in the insurance industry will retire in the next 10 years. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really crazy. And it's kind of alarming because there really isn't, you know, every time I talk about insurance, no one's, again, no one's eager to jump into that industry. But I think there is, again, if you have that, like I mentioned, open-mindedness and you realize the potential of a potential uh, the potential of a situation you're in and the opportunities available to you, I think that's where you're the difference maker. You know, for me, I didn't want to work a finance job that was I was going to be stuck to a desk 70 hours a week. I wanted something that had a lot more work-life balance and flexibility. And, and that, you know what? There's I want to cut you off real quick. There's a lot of merit to that because I have a friend that just came on the podcast. I don't know if he'll – I think he'll play before yours. He was – he's an analyst at Goldman Sachs. And he works like 70 hours a week and gets underpaid like massively for it. Yeah, no. And I had buddies who graduated and made amazing money, you know, six figures right out of college, which is amazing the hours they were working were that of two full-time jobs. So, you know, me coming out of school, it's like, well, yeah, I could have worked two full-time jobs and made the same money as you as well. But for me, it like, I was able to make less and just also enjoy life. And yeah, so I think that that's an important thing. And what happens is there's a lot of people who, you know, schooling is, I think that colleges have to do a better job too, of also saying, look, this isn't the only thing you can do. And I think they kind of skew themselves sometimes or, they say like, oh, notable job placements, and they love to praise the Goldman Sachs's, the KPMG's, or like the the big accounting firms and things like that. But you know, I got a great job with one of the top firms in insurance in the in like the country and world. But you don't get any recognition for that. Not that I need it, but I think it's it's it reinforces that there's other career opportunities that can be just as lucrative and professional depending on what route you go. So I think that's a big piece too. But going back to like the you know, separation of like that generational talent. It's, it is very real. And I'm 20, I'll be 28 on Thursday. 
And happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And um, so I'm, I'm still under 30. And I would say out of the, you know, clients that I speak with, the people I interact with and the position I'm in, it's, I'm probably in the, you know, upper one to 2% of the industry, because most of the people that are in their twenties are typically lower level um, and not in a bad way, but lower level service people, or they're an intern or they're, you know, they're a, a mentoree. They're not necessarily. They don't have the pedigree that you have. Right. And it's not to boast or anything, but I, I grinded really hard and went through a lot of craziness to get there. Um, which it, everyone always asks, well, how did you get to where you were? And it, I, it's my situation. I got a lot of luck involved. And I think that's a big thing people forget about. I believe that you create your own luck. And I'm sure you, I'm sure knowing you that you created it. Exactly. You definitely have to um, like wish it into existence, I guess. And I think that that's what I definitely did. And I worked hard, but you know, a lot of kids, I think just, they just want to give it to them basically. They, yeah. And I'm a millennial, I think, <laughs> but um, you know, again, you, you have to work hard and it's hard to put the, uh, the years in. And there was a time where I was like two and a half years in saying, I'm done. This is like, not for me. I'm not making any money gave it another six months. And all of a sudden I started realizing why I went to this industry in the first place. So you, there's going to be that epiphany, like where you have, you kind of come to realize this was either the right decision or the wrong decision. But I think it's a great pivot point to know if this is what you want to do long-term, but everywhere I go, it's, you know, I'm the youngest person in the room pretty much at any given time. And it's really tough because I have almost no work friends <laughs> or like colleagues and, right. that are my age. I mean, there's people that I, I speak with that I know in the industry that I'd consider, you know, I guess professional. Hanging out with in, per, in personal life. Right. But I don't have a lot of, you know, I don't have an office. I work fully remote. You know, what we do, my clients are on, in New York, they're in France, they're in uh, LA, Texas, uh, all over the place. And I think it's really hard, especially post-COVID to be non-virtual. It's just, that's the way people want to do business. And so being younger in the industry, that's tough. You have to figure out a way to connect with other young professionals. And unfortunately, when you think of a young professional, you think of someone who really isn't at that level yet. And so it's hard as someone who is maybe getting to that level of like a high level professional. You're like the trailblazer of the young professionals, basically. I guess. Yeah. I just, you know, I feel bad, you know, sometimes I don't want to come off cocky or like say, no, you don't come off cocky, yeah. but it's just, it is the, it's reality that like, if I'm going to go to a networking event for young professionals, a lot of times it's, the, they're not the people that I want to be connecting with, or maybe they are, but they need a, a year or two or three years to, to get catch up. Right. So it's, I feel the same way. I'm a PhD student. I started at 22. I mean, the next youngest person, the, the next person that's the youngest and the, he's like 25, I think they just turned 28. Right, right. So, so it's it's it's. I think for a lot of kids, it's a, that's the sh a big struggle too. Is yeah. like, where do I fit into this, you know, equation? And I'm still figuring that out. Um, <laughs> but it, but I think it's it's a cool experience, and you know, it takes time to to get but, to that level. And you learn how to deal with different people and kind of rub shoulders with them too. So I think that's good too. Right, right. So I want now to talk about what you do exactly. Like, what is what is your job? What do you do? How did you get there? Just tell me your work story, I guess. Yeah. So I'll try to be as, as quick as possible because it's a long, grueling journey. Um, but the business experience that I had growing up, my dad ran a business management, runs up, currently runs a business management firm. That's all entertainment, sports, um, high net worth individuals. So I've been in that space for a while and I kind of figured that I would want to go into that space as well. Um, and they have a lot of that on the insurance side. So 
When I first started in insurance, I went straight into sports and entertainment insurance brokering. So basically that means that anything you can think of in that broad category. It's like you insure like a basketball player's arm maybe. That would, that is definitely an element of it. I don't really do like the disability or like uh, medical type stuff, um, like life insurance or anything like that. My function is primarily what's called property and casualty. And that's again, same thing, similar to what you're saying is you have a basketball game, there's patrons, there's a facility, there's property, there's equipment, there's employees, there's ticketing staff, all of the elements that go into a professional sports game, a feature film, um, a touring artist, whether hip hop. EDM, DJs, whatever, touring comedians, just high net worth individuals, both their corporate and personal lives. We insure basically A to Z. So that wow. includes medical and life and also your homeowners and your businesses and everything you do. But I'm primarily on the commercial side of things. So I work with production companies, business management firms who have commercial clients. Um, I do um, esports and uh, video game development. So really a broad category of what we insure, but you need that because a lot of people see the events going on. You see the claims going on, like you see Rust with Alec Baldwin. You see World, where there's like significant claims going on and massive um, losses there. And you kind of, people just don't really think about what's going on behind the scenes. And that's really where we come in is we're advisors for those businesses that put on live special events, production, so on and so forth. So I picked that industry because it is really wild. It's fast paced. It's exciting. It's high pressure and it's cool. I mean, it's nice to say, Hey, this, that's my client. I saw them at the Grammys or, you know, it's cool. That aspect is very cool too. Um, and my role is a sales role, but I don't really consider it sales. It's really more a true advisor role. I like to be a part of professional service teams or advisor teams, such as your accountant attorney and work with them to come up with a game plan for, creating an insurance portfolio for the business and then ultimately working with them to maintain it. You know, if they need changes or need to grow, we work with them if they acquire new businesses, you know, so on and so forth. But it's really complex. And that's really, I would say the, probably the highest level type insurance is like portfolio, true portfolio coordination, consolidation. But it's, I don't really do a lot of um, like your direct to consumer, um, state, right. state farm, all state, which are all very feasible um, careers Outlets, as well. Yeah. But it's just a very difference. It's more business to business and um, a true brokering model. It's almost like a bird's eye view sort of. Right, right. And we can get really nitty gritty. I mean, there's in, if you Google insurance companies, the amount of services they offer both um, at a carrier level and a brokerage retail brokerage level is insane. There's, you know, you could be in-house legal, you could be IT, you could be... Um, risk management, insurance sales, you could be servicing, um, marketing, corporate marketing, things like that. So there's a ton of opportunity and that's what I saw. And I went into the sales route and it's definitely- It's, done, it's been good for you. It's been good. I like it. And uh, I definitely wouldn't change anything. Um, but that's kind of the generic like gist of what I do. Hopefully it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what does your day-to-day look like then? Yeah. Day-to-day for me varies drastically. Okay. Um, Maybe a week to week then? Yeah. No, when you're in a- what we call a production role, basically you're producing business and that's why they call us producers. Um, there's other, not because you make movies, right? Exactly. People always mistake that. Um, you know, you could theoretically be like an executive vice president and a producer or something, whatever the title is, doesn't really matter too much to me, but the production role really for us is producing and selling insurance for the agency. Um, my day to day varies because of that. Um, 
our model isn't predicated on volume. It's predicated on high quality, high caliber clientele. So if we close a deal on Monday and there's nothing else going on and your service team that is working with you is taking care of everything, you could theoretically go on vacation. Um, You could do a lot of that more personal life stuff. And that's why I love the industry because you can, it's really what you put into it. You're going to get out of it. So if I want to grind for six months straight or a year straight and get as much business as I want, that's obviously encouraged. And that's the fastest way you're going to grow. But you can also, you know, if you feel like you've done a really good job and you need to take a break, you have the flexibility to do that. That's Um, nice because you don't get burnt out. Exactly. And so there's an up and down ebb and flow type deal with my job in the day to day. But typically what I do is I wake up, I usually make like a to-do list or a game plan. Um, just kind of have what what do I want to get done today? What deliverables and executable items do I or action items do I want done? Students take notes. Exactly. And once you do that, you know, you kind of just start going throughout your day and things are going to pop up. And that's where, like I say, it gets, uh, you know, can go up and down. I could be working on a very detailed project. And then out of nowhere, I get four or five emails or calls, but primarily I'm talking with clients. I'm getting new business. That is really my function is to generate new business and maintain client relationships. Um, you're, like, you're like a casino host, but for insurance. Right. right. <laughs> Except we're probably treated a lot more poorly. Like yeah. in the industry, it's very like, um, forget what the term is, but it's like- Everyone kind of, you know, knocks, like rags on the insurance guy, right? Yeah. It's like a lack, definitely a lack of appreciation for what we do. Some clients are better than others, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an up and down thing. But I think if you like kind of that- structured slash unstructured environment where things are changing constantly. I think it's such a cool, you know, and especially Vegas for that market right now is just like, it's booming. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of agencies I think are slowly are slowly realizing most of the large agencies have sports and entertainment practices. Um, and my firm, which, which I'm at now Higginbotham, they're headquartered at a Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, and they, they have a fairly small practice to what I was at before, but they're growing so quickly and they're acquiring more producers such as myself from other larger firms that are looking for maybe a more, you know, less stressful environment or maybe a growing environment. And that's what I love as a young professional coming up in the ranks is someone who wants to grow with me. They want to see me be the next generation of kind of insurance advisor. And, you know, that's where I'm at now. I'm in a great place, you know, with my mental health and career it's a it's a great place to be at and once you strike that balance it's like the coolest feeling ever it's like you made it yeah i guess so i mean i'm sure i'm I, in my mind i don't think i have but you know when you when you say it out loud you really do have a great appreciation for what you have exactly yeah. and i think that's the other tool if you're graduating is to realize that you know really be happy that you have a good job you know that you're working hard you know hopefully you're respected with your colleagues and peers and things like that um but yeah, it's the day-to-day goes up and down. It's crazy. It's It really can be, I'm going to go golf today, or it can be, I can't even leave my office for 12 hours a day. So Whoa. it's it's an amazing, fun, crazy experience, but I'm going to do it while I'm young and hopefully things smooth out a little bit more when I get yeah. older. But as we know, the industry is kind of wild and crazy. So I'm sure it's going to stay all over the place as totally. I grow. Is there is it true that there's a vacuum to the top for young, sharp professionals in the insurance industry? And are you in that vacuum? Yeah. So by, by vacuum, you mean like a quick. Right. I, like almost. Oh, you, I think you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I, and I hate to talk about money, but it can be very, very lucrative. 
Um, and especially if you're good at what you do and you're personable and you've got the money all the, will find you. Right. It's, you don't really have to do that much. I mean, people don't really like insurance to begin with. So when you have the ability to make it as painless as possible for a client and you have other older brokers giving you or perpetuating their business to you because they trust you and they like you and they want to give their clients off to someone who they trust. That's a huge benefit to young professionals coming up, especially in this industry. But to answer your question directly, a hundred percent, there is a vacuum. And, um, I think I'm a part of it. I, I mean, I, I hope I am. <laughs> you hope to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. In the, in the interest of time, I want to just like sum up kind of what we've been talking about. Well, maybe you can sum it up, right? But what advice would you give to students kind of and just in general or for the insurance industry or just any last, I guess, recommendations? Yeah. You know, the couple recommendations I'd give and I'll try to be concise is just really making sure. Attitude, right? Oh, attitude, 100%. You know, you have to have a good attitude. If you do, it also your life's just going to be better. You don't want to just be so sour. I mean, there's too many people in the business world that are, They're cocky, they're sour, they're mean, they're whatever, Um, you know, but if you just have a good attitude and you're excited to learn and don't let people push you around, you're confident going back to that whole thing, you know, you're a college graduate, you're smart, you know, be confident. Um, Definitely explore as much as you can as far as like reading. So just continue to learn. Don't let schooling be the end of that education. Continue to learn, continue to grow. Um, If you want to start a business, start a business and do it on the side of your full-time job, you know, learn, just continue to learn and grow. And from there, you're going to become a more well-rounded person. It's going to help you grow in any profession that you have. And um, I think from there, you're just going to be successful if you can do those things. But if you stop growing and you stop learning, um, it's just going to be tough for long-term. But if you keep that mindset throughout your career, I think you'll be successful. But if you're a reb, you know, you're going to be successful. I'm That's confident. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Go Rebels. Well, thank you so much for coming out and talking to me and uh, teaching me so much and giving great advice to students. I really appreciate everything that you've done for me, for the students, and for UNLV because I know you'll keep coming back. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to continuing to support the the program and come back and talk to more kids and Heck hopefully yeah. uh, help them be more successful. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Mana. Thanks so much for listening to The Job Forum. If you want any more details or have any questions, visit my website at manaaziz.com. M-A-N-A-A-Z-I-Z.com. Welcome to the Job Forum.